this episode, we are going to be talking about how to protect your fire. So, Miguel. Tell me. How does someone protect their fire? Well, you make sure you don't put enough water there, and then you make sure the fan is... <laughs> how do you protect your fire? That's a great question. It's, it goes with... Um, how do you protect your internal world from the out world world? Well, I feel like there's always ways to um protect it. Um I we we were asking before the podcast started, I started asking her, once uh when you've done something successful, how do how do you make sure you maintain that fire so you can uh you know which may you accomplish from zero to ten? Like uh, from beginning to end. And what we're coming up is that there's certain things that we've done, like um, make sure it comes from a state of uh, curiosity and a state of mastery and a place of we really don't care what other people think in order to keep it going from beginning to end. That's how it is for me now. But back in the day, protecting my fire looked like really finding outlets for my pain. Like the pain would be so bad that I would like push myself to go create so I didn't have to deal with the fact that things were so shitty and then at night I would like drown in the pain and not knowing how to fix it. Um, And so protecting my fire was really about constantly focusing on creating something. But eventually I lost and my fire got put out and I went through a long depression and I had to like rebirth that fire. Mm. And so I guess the first question before we like really dive into all the ways to protect your fire, because there's more than one. What do you think is the importance of the why we want to protect our fire? So we commit to something that we want to do. Okay. Uh, We want to make sure that we have... Um, the we gotta want it enough to in order to bring it from beginning to end very successful. Um, we wanna protect it. Uh, we protect it because we. It, it's a matter of like there's no turning back. Therefore, we know it's gonna go up and down. Some days are gonna suck. Some days are gonna be great. But overall, it's like it keeps you entertained and stimulated because you keep, because there's no way out. You've already put yourself that you thought it's going to, no matter what day I have, it's going to be great or I'm going to learn something or I'm going to be stimulated regardless. So from a trauma response, protecting your fire is about keeping the will to live. It's about regardless of what trauma you've gone to, you're not going to let it take you out. And so protecting your fires and look really different for each person, depending on what they've been through. For Miguel's, it was always more geared about um, the momentum forward, the success, being able to keep the childlike joy and curiosity that we were born with, which is a powerful tool for success. But for children who have already lost that, protecting the fire is about <clears throat> finding a way to still be here. And to get through the turbulence and trauma in order to shine again. And for many of the trauma response people, a lot of us have lost our fire throughout our lives. And we've had to find a way to get it back. But it's like a fighting spirit. True. I mean, 
even in the but here uh, I'm I'm willing to challenge something. Let's say for example you completely lost your fire, but you if you completely lost your fire and you're completely lost, I I'm willing to say and argue that something has been replaying in your head like a broken record over and over and over. So you're still focused and into something that you're giving total obsession over. Wouldn't you agree? Which is the opposite of protecting your fire. Wait, but that's the... That's the thing. So it's still the same mechanism. You're still fixated on something. Like when you're on success or like on to the mission purpose that you're doing, you're you're focused on... But what you just said, if I get caught up in my head of focusing on something that's negative, that is how I would put my fire out. And that is correct. Because you're focused on the wrong thing. And right. you're fixated on the wrong thing, which is pain. Right. So in that moment, honestly, I'm going to give you guys a, a, a freebie. I don't, I don't like doing freebies because I don't like doing anything for free. But I'm going to say it. You can just go ahead and ask Infinite Light to remove the fixation of the crappy thing you are. And put and remove anything from your life that doesn't have to do with what you're supposed to be doing and to put you in the right path. If you're willing to legit do that from the point where you let go of everything and let your divine creator put you in the place, put you in your place, put you where you literally need to be, you're going to snap out of anything. You just got to have the the balls or the ovaries for my lady listeners to really do it. It really... it. it in that at that point there's no retreat. And that opens a whole nother session that we need to talk about because from a pain point, surrendering things to infinite light becomes a matter of not knowing what to trust. Because from a trauma response, you've already like followed God or the concept of God or something of a higher power. And until you understand the reasoning for pain, those lines get blurred to where you don't know how to have trust in the divine plant or creator because you've suffered. So we're going to have to do a podcast episode that because when you say it is true, it takes courage to surrender to the divine plan, but it also becomes um, something that people are definitely unsure of and scared of once they've been through a lot of trauma. So you got to heal the creator wound. There's like a wound there, the creator wound, which this is a perfect time because, um, for me, definitely leaning on my own ability, my own will, my own understanding, I I was not able to protect my fire long term. It definitely mm. took reconnecting to source of infinite light, reconnecting to what people call a higher power to actually help me birth that fire mm-hmm. back as well as pattern removal and shadow work. Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, I, mean I, I threw that out because... I want to say 80% of problems do not involve a, a faith crisis. But if you're going through a faith crisis, that's where you got to do some shadow work and dive a little deeper. Do you have a, do you feel like you betrayed you? Do you feel like it, like you completely lost trust in it because you feel like you don't even know what to pray on? Hey, that's what happened. You know, we could start controversial stuff and ask, uh, what I believe, but that's why I always kept it real with you guys and with Leslie. From the moment I went and 
said, look, I want that which is the essence of the infinite love and infinite light, which is the strong, I, I, in my mind, I don't know much, guys. I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm a, well, I may have a type of genius, but I'm definitely not know all the answers in the world, but I can bet my bottom dollar from everything and I'll die a thousand deaths if I need to. Whatever is infinite love and infinite light, the, which is the strongest frequency in the ultraverse, multiverse, universe, that is what I worship. That is what I go for. Anything that is not the infinite light and the infinite love which created us is not something I, I want to worship. That is, for me, my true definition of what God is. Which is why I went above and beyond naming it infinite love and infinite light. Because, it, let's be real, some, some cultures call it Allah. Some cultures call it Jehovah. Some cultures call it God. Some, then you get different languages. And then you start dividing it. But we're all essentially talking about the same we're thing. We're talking about the same thing. And it's like, all right, so you can call it. And, and, so, and you know, not to get too deep into it, but even some... Clever, clever, darker magicians call it uh, weird names that kind of sound like the imitation of power, but it's not really the power. That's how cult leaders begin. So I wanted to skip all that noise and all that garbage and just say, give me what's infinite love and infinite light. I went straight to the essence because, and, and I wish I could take, I, I, I read it, I've done, that's living it, breathing it. I read it one time and, you know, I, I wish I could, I came up with that, but like, I, I just recognized its power and that's what I, I put the axiom of truth. An axiom, it's a fancy word in math that basically says it's an undeniable truth. And that's my undeniable truth. That's why I could spend a whole podcast on it, but that's it. So coming to... Ways of protecting your fire. One, examine if you have a wound around creator in relation to you and your relation to creator and what that means for you. Because I know for me that definitely is a big one. Another one is like, would you say that part of protecting your fire is also being careful with the company you keep? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially if it's someone like... um, um absolutely you there's a saying that's so true we become who we hang out with um if you hang out with four losers you're gonna be a fifth loser not you know not ragging on people but like people uh you're gonna become the average of who you hang out with um it's harder when it's family because we're we got family but if you're like the fourth, uh, you hang out with four smokers, you're going to be a fifth smoker. You hang out with four people who got um, death problems, you're going to become the fifth person in bankruptcy or something. You hang out with four millionaires, it's a gigantic chance you're going to be a fifth one because you're going to figure it out. So pick, you're always going to keep your company. Um, you, you, you tend to get people who share your same values and principles. I've yet to meet 
groups of tightly grouped friends that don't share the same principles and values for the most part. So, yeah, 100%. And and if again, if you're if if unless you're having a deep faith crisis, I really think you should uh, ask that which created you in faith love and faith life to go ahead and replace your whole circle. You know what? These friends are not I'm not where I want to be. Chances are you're with the wrong people. I'm willing to say nine out of ten times you're with the wrong people. What about choosing environments that you already know are bad for you? That's just self-sabotage. Or dating or like choosing to keep dating the same type of person, same relationship patterns. Do those all contribute to stealing or fire? Yes, definitely. And that's self-sabotage at the core. Or what about working a career path that you already know you're miserable at? Guys, every time time you touch the stove and it burns, but you touch it again, it's still going to burn. So that's what we call a pattern. We go, that's why when we are, when you hire us and uh, because you love us so much and you want to hire us, you, we sit down with you and we start finding the patterns of what you keep repeating and we break those emotional chains in order to create a, an everlasting change, which is you stop yourself from self-sabotaging what's real, really happening in your life. Every time you go back to dating an abusive person, that's a that's a pattern. That's of sabotage. Every time you go back to a career and a career that doesn't fulfill you or, or it's even harmful to you, that's of sabotage. If you don't know any better, you start asking questions and start asking that which created you to show you the answers. Ask. You shall receive. You shall receive. Will you say, for example, um, that why do you think it takes some people longer than others to uh, break away from people or situations like this? Because I don't want to be insensitive because we're all stubborn in some ways. And chances are we, we all have one pattern, even us, you know. I feel like it's because we are all mirrors to one another. And so there's some type of lesson that the person is still not learning. Mm-hmm. So that particular type of mirror or soul contract is going to continue to show itself until the person learns the lesson. Because 100% that's me. Like, I, I, until I learn it, I, it will repeat itself in multiple ways. She likes to touch the stove, guys. <laughs> I like to touch the stove. <laughs> Even though people tell me it's hot, I want to find out why it's hot and come to my own conclusion. And then later I'm like, you know, I would go farther in life quicker if I would just listen to people's advice, but I just don't. So I'm going to tell you guys something that I found out recently. Um, I want to, and I don't want to, I don't want to be a guy who sounds insensitive to it, but most learning disabilities are just uh, stubbornness on except uh, stubborn emotional stubbornness about learning or receiving information. You could be the most brilliant Einstein Einstein level type of intelligence. If you are not emotionally ready for the truth, it could be in front of you. You're not gonna receive it. Correct. Yeah. And it's a wall of China, and it's gonna be. 
try, you, it's not gonna get past it. We're recently seeing a, um, we, we, they shall remain nameless, but we're seeing somebody who's like smart, smart as a whip, and gosh, they kept making the same mistake over and over and over. Numbers is just not their thing for them, and and it's not because they're not brilliant. Gosh, they pick up stuff like water. It's just like, like like easy. It's just the fact that if it's not their way. If it's, if it's not the information they want to do it their way, they're not going to learn it. And they kept becoming, getting behind. Ego. Ego and ego, what else would you say it is? Ego, controlling issues. Just like that. Stubbornness. Like, um, also, like, they've already gotten an agreement with something within themselves. Yeah. And now that they've come into agreement with it, they don't necessarily consciously realize that they're making it so they're making it literally the standard of oh i i just can't learn this or i can't learn quickly or i'm not smart and they get in agreement with that and it becomes like a belief so if you're struggling to learn something fast or something in general just release that emotional hold that you have within you or like i'm learning spanish right now and the moment that i went switched from gosh it's so hard i'm never gonna get down to um, I think I can actually get this because I one time interpreted something correctly. The the proof that I actually did it, now it's becoming easier to learn. Yeah, so her pivot time was... And so you, you guys probably hear my accent. <laughs> some would think her, some of her family members think it's a 10 out of 10 accent. 7 out of 10, 8 out of 10. Most people think it's a 4 out of 10. Regardless, I speak Spanish. When I learned English, I didn't know a lick of it. How did I learn English? Uh, I started doing what she did because she's now at that pivot moment. She let her, she stopped saying, I don't care if I don't understand it. And then she just went in and listened to and guessed. Just try to guess and catch it in time, in real time, what the people were saying. And then she say, oh, you're talking about this? And, and we're like, yeah, how'd you know? I just guessed. I just guessed, and that's what I thought my intuition told me. And then, bam, she understood it. She didn't even know the words. Now she just now she's picking up words after words, and honestly, it's going to come the time when she speaks Spanish like she speaks English. So one of the reflective questions I want to ask you right now is, what in your life is taking your fire from you? Mm-hmm. And the other question, you can pause this recording or replay. Another question I want you to ask is, what boosts your fire? Do you know the difference between what helps that fire grow stronger or what is taking it? Who in your life is diminishing the fire? Mm-hmm. And then the next question I want to ask is, how... Are you self-sabotaging your own fire? Are you protecting your fire? Because the more that Miguel has worked with me, because we do so much work on a daily basis because it's who we are, it's our lifestyle, the more I've been able to see that a lot of me losing my fire, yes, trauma was the, the igniting of the flames or the, the start of the whatever, but then it became my hold on my wounds, my 
approach to it, my obsession over it, my inability to actually transform and move on. Like I was too stuck. I was too attached. I was too wore down, too tired. Um, that from there, it was really all on me. Mm. It's all my, like all of everything I can come up with comes back to some type of form of self-sabotage. Oh yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like the trauma might've been the beginning of it, but definitely what happened from there is all on me. And it took a while to realize all the ways that I was not protecting my fire and there's no one to blame but me. Yeah, guys, that's a that's a harsh pill to swallow. And it's not, not a fun one, but it's the most empowering one because then later you can just say, um, you can just take small improvements. You don't have to even start big. Just start small improvement just to know you can do it. Proof of concept is what they call it in the, the kids these days. Uh, once you know you can do something, you you build that confidence. Maybe you have to see it with you have to see it to believe it. Touch the stove. But uh, another thing that you said and it popped into my head. And I feel this is so important. A lot of times, we we'll, uh, for the people who actually feel like they lost their fire completely. Let me take you go back to a time where you were doing something that you were doing it so good. Maybe you did it for the wrong reasons, but gosh, you knew that you had a talent or knack for something. Everybody has one. Maybe you sung pretty good. Maybe you were good at counting. I've met people who were excellent drug dealers. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But like they they were good at it, and once they alchemized that, they're like top salesmen. Top salesmen. Like making bank. I I know, well, I don't want to say his name, but we, we know a guy who was like, went to jail for drug dealing. It was hardcore. And then later, because um, after like 10 years in prison and everything, he uh, changed his life, changed his life, uh, believed in a higher power. And he was like, um, and he's a top sales guy. And you see him, he's just one of those people that's hard to say no to. Legit, you know, sells uh, uh, home improvement products, but he's like, Top, top, top. So, you know, um, anyway, going back to that, even if there was something that you were bad at, uh, good at, good at, but you did it for the wrong reasons. They were not the reasons that you should have done it, but you knew you were good at. I want you to take that and, um, again, I'm assuming most of you guys believe in a higher power. Take that to the infinite light and tell uh, the reasoning that you do it says, I want to rewire the reasoning for which I'm doing this and get back to doing this. Because a lot of people lose their fire because they're doing it, but they're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. That actually happened to me when in one of the things. I became good at alchemy because I was... Um, but then again, I, I want, the reason I did it at the beginning was more self-serving than serving that uh, divine will. Okay? It was more about... Um, I don't know. I was young. I was, I just wanted to like make more money. Uh, you know, single. You know, be more attractive. Things like that. And at the beginning, that was you know those are not the right reasons to get into this field of work. But hey, you know that's what drove me. And let me tell you, I got a knack for it. Really good at it. Really good. And I then was, the the I, reasoning motive kind of corrected itself. Mm-hmm. I was helping people left and right, helping them with anxiety problems, uh, helping them 
um, just passion, have fun, passion, physical illness. Physical illness. Uh, it just took a life of its own, and it became from a curiosity, from a you know curiosity, and I in my mind I had justified it for getting more, uh, getting more money, be more attractive, all that good stuff. It started becoming a passion about curiosity. Oh, I bet I can do it this way. I bet I can do it that way. I bet I can. I bet I can help these people. Oh, I bet I can help them solve that problem. It took a life on their own. If I had, but there was a time where I burned out. I burned out and it was hard because it's hard to get back to the horse when you burned out. So I took like a break from it. Um, just to like reflective because I, I, I started making, again, the reason you do something is, can be everything. So if you have, if you're still, Ideally, you haven't burned out or blown up yet. If you haven't, which I hope you haven't, I want you to take that and send it to the infinite light and rewire the reasoning why you do it. And then send, ask infinite light to show you how you can serve the divine will through that power. Maybe you're a lawyer who's really good at being a lawyer, but then you like to litigate and scam people legally like a debt collector or something. Um, if, but let's say you surrender that gift, send it to the divine will, and it comes back, and then you can use it for something actually productive, infinite light of proof, which is what you want to do with your gift. Kind of like the drug dealer becoming top salesman on, on a legit, solid product. You know, everybody has, everybody has redemption. That's there's something that life is good about is giving you a second chance. Um, if you're if you're in a hole, chances are that you gotta go back to what made you good or what when you were top top, and then you see why that is actually serves you better. It, it'll change everything. I promise it'll get back to it with a renewed passion and curiosity and mastery that will last for the ages. You want to add anything to that? Um, well, no, I was just going to say that you can even work with the element of fire itself to help. <clears throat> but my encouragement here is to understand that it's never too late to call fire back into your life to rebirth it. It's never too late to get back on track if you feel like you're really off track and you've really strayed. And another one is a lot of time trauma-based um, children and adults tend to give up on themselves easier than people who haven't been through quote as heavier trauma. I don't like to compare trauma, but the, but the reality is some people give up on themselves easier than others. And if you are someone who has patterns of that, it's going to be harder to protect your power or your, your power and your fire because you're literally giving up on yourself. And I just want to encourage you that it's never too late to fix that, to like pivot and make, um, a commitment to do the shadow work and to love yourself enough to get to the bottom of why you're doing it and start consciously choosing the opposite mm. for yourself. So it's never too late to like come home to yourself. Yeah. Um, again, we know a trick is just not a trick. It's just a, a uh, not, not even a cheat code. It is a cheat code for life. Just surrender that to that power, divine will, and let it show you. <laughs> they know the answer. And it'll show you. And you can even ask, please, I am so stubborn. I touched the stuff so many times, I can't even, I can see my bones. 
make it stupid obvious so I know where to go. And life will jerk you into the right way. But ask and you shall receive. Yeah. And if you never felt now, I, now I'll say it because there's probably someone saying it out there and I can hear it in someone's voice. I can hear it in the future. So we're just going to be like, oh, but I've never been good at anything. I don't know what to do. I My life has sucked and I never finished anything. I just, you know, everything has sucked. Trauma has been so hard. Well, then, you know what? Unless you're in the faith crisis mode, which I talked about, surrender yourself again and ask to be shown what good can you be, what can you be good at or hire us for a session, you know, if, you know, scrape up a couple of bucks and just hire us and we can definitely take a look at you for an hour or so and we can do wonders, but surrender to that which created you to show you and make it so painfully obvious what you're good at, your life is going to change. Yeah. And to make sure that you don't hang out with the bums or you're hanging out with, or if you're alone, you're going to meet new friends. Either way, it's going to change your life. Yeah, a lot of times we settle from a place of not loving and valuing ourselves enough. We settle for the first people who are kind to us. Um, not that we don't appreciate that, but we settle for the first job offer. We settle for the first lover. And I really want to encourage you that part of protecting your fire is actually creating a list of standards for yourself that's built on a place of actual love and value for yourself where you may not need much in life, but that doesn't mean that you deserve the bare minimum. So create those standards so that you can start gauging your habits and lifestyles and connections to see if they support the protection of your fire and the growth of it or the opposite. And um, that's, that's really important to pay attention to. And also, um, I just want to encourage that um, definitely to work on your sense of identity because that's going to play a large role in being able to move past a lot of the the things that have kept you stuck. Um, Fire is a transmuting energy. Um, So working with the element can be very powerful in learning how to transmute emotions, rewiring memories. Um, but no one else is going to protect your, your fire. This has to be a decision that you make within yourself. And one of the things that I like to do is I remind myself that I owe that to the younger Leslie, um, the younger Leslie that nobody else could fight for because it was up to her to fight for. And nobody else understood it, understood her because it was up for her to come to these conclusions. So I always remind myself when I'm facing any type of defeating um, depression or doubt is that like you got to keep fighting for that little girl because she didn't have all the tools and resources that the adult version has. And now that I have the tools and resources, it's like I owe that to myself. Yeah, absolutely. To, to create a life that I am empowered by, that I'm inspired by. And that's the goal is to create a life that you don't have to run from, create a life you don't have to numb yourself out from, that you don't have to distract yourself. And then if you're doing those things, then this is really a call to come examine your reality and accept what it really actually is. And then ask yourself, what are you willing to do about it? And part of protecting your fire and healing uh, typically means a lot of change. And I know that's never easy, but that's why Miguel brings up infinite light is because that's a change you can trust. 
mm-hmm. and allow it to grow you, allow it to develop you, uh, find things to be excited about. Uh, don't give up on yourself during during mm-hmm. those heavy times. And um, to finish off, I'm going to... Um, I'm pulling out the book that Leslie gave me for Christmas. I'm still reading it because I love it. Um, but we're gonna just make sure you know, follow, subscribe, uh, link, uh, share this with your friends, download it, uh, hire us if you need. Start the year strong, and hire us. We can pinpoint what you haven't even seen. Make this your year. Make. You got 363 opportunities. 365 opportunities to make this your best year yet. Mm-hmm. And you got the tools. And you're a winner if you're listening to this, by the way. Fired for you. And with this, uh, we're going to read a, 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 a little thing of it. To trust is to let go and know that everything is working out just the way it needs to be. This can be a scary concept, especially when the urge to control is strong. The key is to release your attachment to the outcome and have faith that all the work you have been doing will pay off. Sometimes the answers are not what we would like to hear, but the only thing to bring us closer to where we need to be. Uh, and the questions that they ask in the book. Uh, sometimes the answers are not what we would like to hear, but they only bring us closer to where we need to be. To be so ask yourself these questions also right before falling asleep what is one thing you lose sleep over how would it make you feel to let it go and what are three things that you can do to help you move forward letting it go and with that we sign off guys good night